guys, this is Burn It Down and Leave. I'm Caleb Truex. And I'm Micah Allison. And you should point your microphone toward yourself more. Don't tell me what to do, mister. <laughs> oh, this is our first official podcast that we are doing. Well, now they know it's the first one. What if we don't want to put this one up first? Oh, fuck, okay, this is this is a podcast. Or, smash cut to the edit. <laughs> Today we're discussing. Okay, so what we do this is a podcast. Uh, this this is a podcast, and uh, what we do is we review movies and we talk about movies and we talk about uh, what burning it. Uh, fuck, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you need some help over there. Yeah. This is a movie where we talk and overanalyze and just make fucking fun of movies. And then at the end, we discuss, should um, the main character have burned it down and left? There we go. So, doesn't have to be a horror movie. Any movie can no, fit this description. Any movie. It could be Disney. It could be whatever. So, yeah. So, especially today Disney. we are... Re- especially Disney. <laughs> today we are reviewing Crimson Peak, mm-hmm. uh, which was hype on the YouTube scene um, and over, over-advertised, for sure. Um, so, we went and saw this movie twice because the first time we saw it, we decided, hey, we need to see that again. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about Crimson Peak. Yeah. And then where should we get started? Where should we get started? Um, our notes probably are super good because <laughs> it was really dark. It was so dark in the theater. I couldn't write like half this handwriting. I had to rewrite it when I got back home just so I could understand what I was saying. And I'm just winging it from first draft. So we're going to do it. Here we can, go. That's our demographic here. We got a guy who's all ready to do it and winging it over here. So. <laughs> that sounds about right. All right, so this was directed by our own little friend who did the movies Pan, Pan's Labyrinth, Hellboy, and Pacific Rim. Who is that gentleman, Mike? He's not my friend. He's not your friend? <laughs> you, <laughs> can tell, you can tell him who it is. Okay. I don't, know, I don't, know, if his na- I don't know if pronounce his name. Guillermo del Toro. There you go. <laughs> Mr. Research over here doesn't even know the guy's name. Whatever. He also was in a huge project in the video game world that got canceled, Silent Hill PT. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest dog. in peace, PT. Um, some of the following cast, uh, the major cast, um, Mia. Uh, again, if I butcher any of your names, I apologize. Uh, Mia was Wausik. Uh, she was the main lead in Alice in Wonderland. She's Edith in this movie. Uh, Jessica Chansing, she was uh, Lucille Sharp. She was also in The Help, Mama, Zero Dark Thirty, and the recent movie, The Martian. Um, Tom Hiddleston, who we all know, of course, is Loki. Um, who I will call Loki throughout this podcast. Probably. My notes say Loki all the time. I will not remember his name, and I don't know his name in the movie. So, Loki it is. <laughs> Loki it is. Uh, Tyler Hunman, who looked a lot like um, if Thor had a baby with some blonde actor nobody knows about. Who the fuck are you talking about? The, uh, Dr. Allen. You mean the half Brad Pitt looking guy? Yeah, the, the Brad Pitt looking guy. Okay. He was in Sons of Anarchy and also in Pacific Rim. Oh, that makes sense why he looks familiar. There you go. And then the fa- last guy with, I love his name, Jim Beaver. Um, he was the, <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. Um, he was <laughs> the daughter, uh, daughter's dad. <laughs> He was the daughter, and now he's the father. <laughs> no, he was the daughter's dad, Carter Cushing, and he was in Supernatural, known as Bobby Singer. Yeah, so he fits the dad role pretty well. Pretty well. All right, so, so we can we can just start off from the beginning, I so guess. Now that you know all the characters, you're going to forget all of them, and Loki's in it, so that's well, it. Loki, it's all that matters. All right, so I guess we can start from where my notes start. Well, where do you start? And it just says, um, what year is it? Yeah, what? okay, that made no... I was so confused, because first of all... Okay, we're 
I, I'm assuming he is counting himself in this too. We're music nerds. Um, I'm music nerd. I'm not a nerd. Okay, I'm a music <laughs> nerd. Um, and I got really confused because the time era they were coming into, um, along later I'll be talking about this, but they had the wax cylinders, um, did not exactly fall in that correct timeline. So I was a little confused on what timeline this was in. Anyways, continue on your notes. <laughs> well, I got... Throughout the film, they kind of let you know what year it is. So, based off of what happens. So, I'm assuming it's like 1900s, like late 1890s. It had to be around there, yeah. Like, but it doesn't ever be like, New York, 1845. No, it's instantly ruined my life. Don't tell me what year it is. And don't tell me when things are happening. Everything happens. And it's like, things are happening. What season is it? We know what season it is, but we don't know how long things have been going on. It could be a movie that went on in three days, or a movie that took seven years. Like Seriously. Nobody knows. Well, it was at least two months. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. To get um, like the information from Europe to America, and then to for the main, later in the movie. Oh, spoilers. Um, to get... <laughs> For him. Obviously, there's Obviously, spoilers, they're fucking okay? spoilers. The movie's only been like a week out. <laughs> yeah. Um, At timing of recording. Da da da. Um, so to Sound get. Effects, yeah, right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> to get uh, the Dr. Allen, um, the guy who looks like Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, for him to get to Europe after all that information, that must have been almost a year because he had to get the information and get over there. And remember, they don't have like, like planes, you know, they have boats. So. The time, how, how? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't research it. They do have telephones. Yes, but that doesn't make. But that th- doesn't go across the ocean. <laughs> no. So that still knocks out the timing of how long it took for the information from Europe to get to America. Yeah. But here's the real kicker. I don't know how boats work. Well, I do know, but I don't know how fast steamboats they are. They don't go that fast. Okay, then who fucking knows, dog? It couldn't be more than like. How, okay, somebody message us and say how long it takes to get across the ocean on a steamboat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Were, they were ste- they were steamboats. I thought well, they were like a coal. goddamn paddle boat. I thought they were like coal. What did they <laughs> use coal to make? <laughs> <laughs> steamboats are run by coal people. In case you need to know more information. All right, so um, I got really confused at the beginning, and this is because I'm a really curious person. In the beginning of the show, uh, the daughter says her mom died from a quote-unquote black collar. Um, and I assume that was a form of, like, black plague or something like that. So I did a little research, and guess what? I didn't... It was just poor fashion, I think. She just died, her clothes had a black collar, dead. Dead. Is that correct? Dead. No, I didn't find jack shit on it. Um, doesn't seem to be an actual disease. But what I did find is it could have been... Um, it could have been the black, fla- uh, flag. black, black flag. Assassin's Creed yeah, 4. No. <laughs> she died from Assassin's Creed 4. Black flag. Um, it could have been... Black flag. The, the... Oh, no. Oh, God, no. My demographic. <laughs> no. Uh, it could have been the black flag. But uh, some other things that black uh, collar means, just so you know, um, it means people working in the black market or it means a form of root rot uh, in fruit trees. Well, isn't that precious? <laughs> <laughs> yep. What an interesting fact. <laughs> okay. So, what else do you want to say about the mom right away? She's dead. Who fucking cares? 
Well, come on, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but my question is, how does the mom know what Crimson Peak is? <laughs> like, Wait, she's yeah. Like, she comes in, and the little girl's like, oh, my God, I'm a little girl. I'm scared of nothing because noise is in a house. Then the spooky ghost lady comes and goes, beware of Crimson Peak. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, well, let's tell my daughter, who's like seven, about Crimson Peak, which isn't like so many years into the future. And why does it matter if she knows about that Crimson Peak? Because she still goes there. <laughs> right. Also, along with that, the ghost that comes in, I wanted to note that the, that ghost was black. Um, that wasn't racist. That's for somebody we know, Nate. Um, I w- assumed then at that point that maybe um, the ghosts were the color of like what caused their death or what was like, involved with their death. Because um, later on, the ghosts are red um, from Crimson Peak. So I thought maybe that was like a connection there, like black collar, uh, crimson peak death, you know. Because I wrote that down too. I said, "What makes the difference between a white ghost? Because there's one, yeah. a red ghost and a black ghost." The white ghost nothing. I was confused about because that didn't make complete sense. Because his death would have nothing to do with white. Yeah, there's really no reason for it. Yeah, and he's the only ghost that doesn't look like he's like mutilated. Yeah, and that. That's probably just because it's a movie, and you know, it's like one of the. He's a big actor. You gotta recognize him, Doc. Exactly. So you can't, like, fuck that up. Brad Pitt. Brad. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Wrong guy. I, that's I, that's I the doctor. That's the no, doctor. but for the ghost coloring, but even if it was based off of how um, they, died. they died, wouldn't make sense. Because, because if the mom died from Black Holler, when. Spoilers for the ending, fuck it. The sister dies. She's a black ghost, too. Maybe, no, I was going to say maybe that's like, they're terrible people, but the mom didn't, like, that'd be kind of a bitch move to be like, yeah, my mom died, but she's fucking mean. I don't know. And she was murdered, too, so, like, it's not like they're red if they're murdered. Right. And then the white guy was murdered, so he would, there's no reason for the coloring. The colors make no the, sense. Maybe, well, here's what I think it is. If okay. the ghosts come out of the house, like, out of the floor, they okay. get that oil, oil, ore on them, you know? So that's why they're red, because the ghost kind of gets died by the ore. And this is where my thing that I want to talk about makes me really upset, because Mike disagrees with me. I think they hid the bodies down in those vats. Uh, when you saw the uh, her go downstairs and she opened up the door for the vat, there was a body that floated up. Hold Mike, th- okay, okay. Let's get some backstory about the house. Okay, let's get to the house okay. first. Whatever. They leave America. Yep. Which, okay, before you go on that, um, I thought it was really creepy that she was researching that house before they moved there. Here, okay, before we even go on that. Okay. Well, exactly on that. She's researching the house, and in these books, it doesn't say that it's known as Crimson, Crimson Peak. Peak. Which, like, it seems like a common fact to everybody. Oh, yeah, it's Crimson Peak. You know, yeah. like, even the doctor who comes in late knows it's Crimson Peak. Yeah. And this girl be researching it, dog? And she has no fucking idea. Like, maybe she, well, to be fair, she is a woman in the 1800s. Who can write books I don't think she can read, okay? But for real, how does she not know? Like, And then the ghost comes in and is like, beware of Crimson Peak. And she's researching Crimson Peak at the same time the ghost comes. So clearly, dude, maybe the ghost stopped her from reading to that far. But that's her mom. Like, her mom doesn't want her to go to Crimson Peak. Yeah, but ghosts have inopportune moments. That ghost came 14 years in the past to tell her the same fucking story. Also, I do want to point out the mom kind of fucked her. Because she wouldn't have left the house if the mom hadn't come the second time. She wouldn't have gone to that dance. Nothing would have happened. She wouldn't even gone to Crimson Peak. And the mom kind of screwed that one up. Yeah, basically the mom ghost is making this movie happen. (laughs) 
maybe she would have went to the dance because she did like Loki. Yeah, but she wouldn't have even like considered. Oh, does somebody have their cell phone on during recording? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Shamed. Anyways, what you were saying? I don't remember because I got distracted. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. For real. <laughs> <laughs> you were I saying like it was about how she was attracted to Loki. She did like Loki, and yeah. I feel like she would have went to the dance anyway. But I. No, but it didn't help that the ghost was there. Yeah, because you saw her when you see he's like, you should come with. And she like looked at the stairs and she was like, she you know, you could see in her like mind. She was thinking. She's like, I, oh, I can hang out anymore. with this dead mom of mine or I can hang out with this super hot dude. There you go. Obviously, dead mom is what she picked. So then the so movie So there's the movie. Ended. Yeah, that's it. End mm-hmm. of movie. But then they go to the dance. Let's just fucking go to the dance now. Okay, and we're going to talk about the remember dance. Remember earlier when I said, let's get some fucking bass grounds here? Well, fuck you guys. We're going to go straight <laughs> to the dance. So he brings her the dance with some snooty-ass bitch mom. The doctor's mom is the biggest piece of garbage of all time. Yeah, she really... Yes, yes. Why? Why? She's introduced going like, oh, this sir, whatever, the baronet is such a hunk. And then that's Loki's character. Of course. And then um, the main character, whatever her name is, Arena Pendleton (laughs) from JoJo. Uh, What's the main character's name? The main character? Edith? Yeah, Edith. She's like, well, baronet means some uh, fun sucker who takes all the labor from no, the No, that wasn't baronet. It was... Uh, That's uh, who she was talking about. No, it wasn't baronet. It wasn't the word baronet. It was the word... Um, uh, shit! It's not baronet. I know what it is. Oh, fuck. I wrote this down somewhere. Um, Dog. Dog. A bureaucrat. It was not bureaucrat. It was bureaucrat, bitch. It was not. It was bureaucrat, bitch. His title is not no, Sir he wasn't, Edward Sharp. She wasn't talking about... <laughs> yes, she was. No, she wasn't. Yes, she, she was talking about the, the wife's husband. No! Yes, she was, bitch. No, she was. <laughs> Don't you call me bitch, dog. <laughs> Listen, she was talking about the guy so that there was a reason for her to be mad at him when she meets him. I didn't make that connection. I yeah, swear to God, she's a bureaucrat. Because that's why when the doctor goes... Uh, Edith made it clear to me what your position means. Because she was talking about him, about how his job is like... Okay, okay, you know what? And we're going to disagree on this until I see it again. Um, because now I have to. For six months from now? <laughs> um, I need you guys to It was email. not bureaucrat, uh, You guys, guys need to message us and tell us, because it, it was bureaucrat. I knew it was bureaucrat, and it was talking about the wife's husband. I know that's what it's about. The, the wife's husband? Yeah, the bitch, the doctor's... The doctor, uh... Brad Pitt's she, mom. She was not talking about her own husband to her sister, her daughter, about no, how the whole group. This guy the was. whole group, yes. She was yes. talking to the daughter. Well, they didn't say baronet, that's for sure. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. Message us. Message the, us. Because she goes, she goes, well, I don't know what it means, but it sounds fancy or whatever. And she goes, it means someone who takes from the workers of the land to make, exploits them or whatever. It's okay. not bureaucrat. I swear to God it was bureaucrat. You can think that, but then you can also think something from later where we're going to argue again. Okay, sounds good. Anyways, we're going to move on. What were we on there? The dance. The dance. So he introduces himself as, uh, what is the fuck his name is? Tom Sharp? Yep, Tom Sharp. I'm going to call him Edward Sharp <laughs> from the Magnetic Zeros. <laughs> but anyway, Loki's like, I'm Loki Baronet. And then he's like, Oh, well, the doctor's like, oh, well, I don't know what that means, but uh, Edith told me uh, that that means something stupid. Whatever. So they're like, dance for us, Mr. Loki. And he's like, well, I'm European, so I dance to the fucking uh, whatever the European dance he does. And before you get to that, I just want to point out before, when you walk and you see the sister in that dress, that was like the bright red dress. I was like, okay, so Crimson Peak are these fuckers. Like, that's obviously, like, that's that. 
Yeah, she's wearing like a like blood red dress. It's like straight crimson. And she's a crazy person. Like you could tell she's you could tell she's a straight out bitch. She's playing piano like a motherfucker. Yep. Pretty solid piano. Pretty work. solid. That was good piano. But she gets up and she's like, I am a crazy ass bitch. I can't even explain it. And she's just <laughs> insane looking. She's just like, I don't even take enjoyment of my life. And I'm like, well, okay. And that's her voice. I'm doing an exact representation of her voice. It's pretty accurate, she actually. sounds like she's been smoking for 40 years. That's not true. It was like 50. And <laughs> whatever. Let's go back again. Okay. So to the part where we're going to give you some of this foreshadowing shit. Okay. Okay. So Edith is writing a book. Yep. And the book is about... A so, story. Yeah, it's a story <laughs> where she's she's a woman in the 1800s, yep. late 1800s, so, like, they don't want women writers. Right. So she has, like, she's writing with this pen and whatever, and she brings it in submit to submit it to uh, some guy, I'm assuming he's, like, a publisher. That's what she said, I think, yeah. And he's like, well, is this is a ghost story. And she's like, no, it's a story, story that happens ghost. to have ghosts. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, all right. Then later, when Loki comes in, he reads the book in, like, five seconds and goes, this yeah, story's really good. That was bullcrap. I, I was actually kind of pissed off about that. He, like, looked at it for, like, two Everyone seconds. Everyone in this movie can read faster than a computer can scan. <laughs> anyway, so then he's like, this is a good story about ghosts. And she's like, no, it's a story that happens to have ghosts. Foreshadowing for the entire plot of the movie. Seriously, Because yeah. it's a story. It's not a ghost movie, guys. It's a movie about these people... And there happens to be ghosts in it. Yep. Like, it's not like the ghosts are haunting them. Because, like... Edith is the only person who can see ghosts. Yeah. Except for uh, the sister at the last scene. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like... Yeah. So then, literally nobody knows there's ghosts in the house other than the the Edith. Which is where my point I made earlier to you. Um, Edith would look like she's freaking crazy to every single character in this This movie. is pre-recording. Combo. Yeah, this was some conversation we had beforehand. But, like, I think that Edith would look just, like, super crazy to most characters in this movie. Um, So I was expecting that to happen in the movie was she'd, like, call somebody or, like, something. And they'd be like, oh, you're just crazy. Like, I was waiting for that comment because that seems to happen, like, every movie. If you're in a house where the walls <laughs> are literally leaking red, red blood, blood shit yeah. and you see a ghost... Then maybe I'd believe you. <laughs> yeah. that place is fucked up. I would never move to that house. That is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, and then they live in it and they're like, oh, the floor is all creaky because blood's shooting out of it. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, if you run the water, it's the, it runs red at first because of, of the clay. Well, okay. <laughs> it looks like somebody like literally drained a body and then shot it out of the spigot. Like, whatever. So back to the dance. <laughs> no, not even that. Back to the argument about... When the mom talks about the baronet or bureaucrat, whatever <laughs> Caleb thinks, <coughs> she goes, you're like, whatever, the writer who um, died a single lady. And then uh, Edith? Edith is like, I'd rather be like this other bitch. She died a widow. Foreshadowing, bitches. Foreshadowing. She's not dying a widow, though. Yes, she is. No, she's probably going to marry the doctor. She's dying a widow. Because the doctor's going to die before her, too. We'll get to that, because I have some shit to say about that. Listen, foreshadowing for the storyline, not no, for, for sure. the future yeah, of no. it. It was definitely foreshadowing with that. But anyway, so they're at the dance. Loki says some smooth-ass shit. He's a smooth <laughs> motherfucker. Of course, because he's like the trickster god. So he's like trying to get... What dance was it? 
Uh, the waltz. Yeah, it was a waltz. The European waltz. The European waltz. <laughs> and everybody knows, everyone, even us, before we even went there, knows that a European waltz needs to be so smooth that you can't, like a candle won't, flame won't burn out. Yeah. And everybody knows this, so I don't even know why I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so are you going to say what he, like, he said to her? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Or? Okay. But do, if you want to say it, No, do that, and then I have something to say about that. So then he says some shit like, the um doctor's mom is like, dance with my daughter and teach us all, show us how the waltz is. So then here's what Loki does. He goes to the dance with Edith. He's like, that's what I'm here for. He walks past the sister and gets Edith to like dance with him. And she's like, um, he's like, will you dance with me? And she's like, uh, no, man, you should dance with this bitch. And he's like, I chose to dance with you or some bullshit. Yeah. Do you have it written down? No. <clears throat> See, this is something I should have did. Wrote down the words. But anyway, so then I was like, smooth ass motherfucker, because yeah. he he was just like, I didn't want to dance with that dumb dumb. I want to dance with you. Take notes, gentlemen. Dance with the ladies. Dance with the ladies. But anyway, they dance the smoothest dance ever, even though she's probably never waltzed in her fucking life. And then she's like, well, instantly in love with the guy, because you can't not be in love with a guy who you didn't put the flame out with. Yep. Um, when they started dancing, uh, she said something like, along the lines of, why are we doing this? Or something like that. Okay. And I was super pissed off, because somebody did not line up that audio with her lips at all. Like, You're saying it's ADR? Uh, what? <laughs> that's when you <laughs> it's put, put it in post? Oh, yeah. So I was like, that's not cool. Because it was not lined up at all, and I was furious when I saw that. It wasn't even close. It was like she mumbled something else, and they just like slapped it on there. Yeah, they probably cut out what she originally said and then re-recorded. Re, re yeah, it but over. it didn't line up at all, and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I didn't notice that. I was too busy looking at Tom Hiddleston, you know? <laughs> right, right. Or am I? But <laughs> I was too busy looking at him when he had those glasses on, and he looked like a white Morpheus. Because he had the jacket and everything. He, he kind like of looked like Dr. Mate. Jackal and Mr. Hyde, if that you ask too. me. That, too. He also looked a lot like uh, Guy with circle Donnie, glasses. Uh, Johnny Depp. Well, he was wearing Edward Scissorhand clothes. Yeah, so he looks like Johnny Depp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever, dog. <laughs> but, um, so whatever. Fuck it. The dad dies. So we're just going to skip Yeah, oh, yeah. That. The dad gets his head bashed in. It was super, like, okay, cool. This is what happened. You know. It was pretty chill. Happens all the time. Yep. Turning 60 next week, you know. Yeah. Rip oh, in peace, dog. And along with that, um, uh, he gives her daughter, he gives his daughter uh, that pen gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I didn't think about this the first time I saw it, but the second time, I'm like, oh, bitch, the dad just got back at you and stabbed you at the end because she stabbed uh, the bitch sister with that pen. Yeah. And I was like, oh! Yeah, the dad gives her a pen so that she can write her stories. But she's it. like, fuck, no, I want to type this. I'm uh, whatever, and you got to have the proper tools. And he's like, I'm gonna, she's like, I'm typing it, bitch. But she keeps the pen because, you know what? Because she's a good daughter. You keep gifts that your parents give you. Yeah, you got I have Snow Cross for the PlayStation 1. My mom bought it for me. I don't like racing games. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep the gifts. Always. But anyway, whatever all that shit happens, they move to Crimson Peak. That's in Europe. It's in, like, what city? Who cares? Oh, um, damn it, I knew that the one. The place is called Allerdale Hall. It's in a major, like, major city. Yeah, whatever. It's someplace in Europe. But it's, like, miles away from anybody else, so. Of course, naturally. Yeah, because a house that gross and that crazy has to be in the middle of nowhere. Always. So they get to the house. They find this dog. 
They find this I dog. I love this dog. This dog is the best character of this movie, okay. probably. The thing about the dog is, the dog disappears for maybe 45 minutes. Yeah, that tends to happen. It's like the dog just doesn't exist for a little while, and then it's just there. Throughout <laughs> the movie. You think, like, I get the point of the dog, that dogs can see ghosts, too. Yes, and also, what I wrote down is it, it seems to see, like evil too because as soon as the dog saw the sister the first time it just started like barking a ton and growling at her like the sister because the sister was a bitch yeah no it was but like I was like oh that was really good for them because that was really smart anyways yeah but yeah dogs in movies and it's a little dog it's not like Lassie or some shit no which I was really surprised because usually they have like bigger dogs in these kinds of movies especially gothic movies but yeah but then the dog gets murdered right away then if it's a big dog yeah that's true but it's a little tiny barky dog, and it's nice and whatever, fluffy, don't give no fucks. But where were we? We were getting in the house. Yep. Ah, whatever. So they're in the house. So th- Yeah, so like they think she's crazy, but they're crazy people too. Because so, instead of being like, oh yeah, maybe we should bring her to the doctor because she's dumb. They're trying to kill her to take her money. So... They don't, they're like, who gives a fuck if she's crazy, basically. Yeah, that's true. And then, instead of being like, she's fucking crazy, they're like, how do they know about our mother? <laughs> like, nobody else can see ghosts in this movie, so like, the, so she's like, knows all this, because she's like, there's a crazy lady in the hallway with a thing in her face, and she's walking on wonk, and she's like, <laughs> and they're like, how'd you know about our mom? <laughs> like, you mean that crazy ghost mom? <laughs> the one with the huge fucking cleaver in her head? Yeah. Can we talk about the cleaver? Yeah, go ahead. So, the mom of the uh, Loki and the sister um, gets a cleaver to the fucking head. Like, and the sister, like, does it. She's, yeah, she's clo- 14 when she does it. Yeah, 14 years old, chops her up in the noggin. Right in the noggin. Well, the police come and, like, don't find a suspect. But in the, in the um, news report... It's an illustration showing the cleaver in her head. But the daughter still has the cleaver hiding under the stairs. They didn't take it? How oh did my... they not find it? Yeah, that that doesn't make sense. Because mm-hmm. she's like, before they took me away, I hid this. And I was like, how, when did you have fucking time to hide that? What did you time to pull it out of your mom's fucking brain? Yeah, did she just like walk forward in the middle of the investigation, pull it out, and everybody was just oblivious to the fact that the cleaver's gone? I don't know, man. That's just some bullshit plot fucking shit so that there could be an, a cleaver at the end of the movie. Yeah, that was kind of... I have a, All they'd have to do is literally just be like, I have this cleaver from the kitchen. Yeah, and it could have been like, oh, she's doing it again. But no, the same cleaver, was that necessary? And it was probably rusty and probably duller. Did you... Okay, I was a little upset at that too. When I saw it, you could see the edge was like super rounded. And I was like, that that's like swinging a baseball bat at somebody. It's kind of what it is. You're not like chopping anything. But this 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 lady, she had the uh, motives, man. Maybe she could make it sharp with her will. With her will, yeah. Maybe. You um, know we don't know. Along with that, just so we can talk about this now, um, when she pulls the cleaver out of the ground, the exact same time, uh, Edith comes downstairs uh, to help the doctor who is mortally wounded and somehow survives. Um, and when she's picking him up to like help him usher him out, uh, she puts the knife down. But <laughs> why the fuck? She leaves the knife there. Like, she, she, she says to the... I, I, not an exact quote, but she says to the doctor, you gotta go, she's coming. She knows she's coming downstairs. 
she knows the crazy bitch is coming, but instead of grabbing the knife, she sits behind the thing, waiting for her to come down, and leaving the knife far away so she has to reach for the one weapon she needs. And the best part is she's reaching for it like, oh, I forgot about the knife. Like, yeah. She was hiding down there for maybe two minutes. <laughs> like, she had time to pull the fucking... Next to the knife! Like, how could you fuck that up? And she's like, oh, I see that crazy bitch coming down the stairs. Better grab the knife now Better, and scrape yeah. it on the bricks while I'm pulling it. <laughs> doesn't weigh anything it's a kitchen knife she's like pulling it as if it needs to be, like she can't lift it up with her arm outstretched like it's not like a hockey stick or something like hockey sticks aren't that heavy but like if your arms reached out it's hard to like not bump it against shit it's a tiny knife i i was, it was just like a butter knife that. it was like a bread knife that was sharp a serrated bread knife almost pretty much i was so frustrated with that scene like that made me so upset. That's the pro- this is the problem I have with this movie is that it's solid. Like there's not a lot of bullshit. Like no, I'd agree. Yeah, things going on, but when they need the climax to happen, they start doing bullshit ghost story bullshit. They just force it with unbelievable things. They're the sister is the villain. Yeah, and Loki is like this midway villain guy where he's like doesn't he hasn't done any of the evil stuff other than like. Basically lure women and, like, all that shit. Or not stopping his sister. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a crime in itself. But the sister's the crazy one. Definitely. So then she's, like, getting all psychopath, but then you're like, she knows everything. She's coming down to the cleaver. She's stabbing all these people. She's killing all these people. <laughs> she suddenly has, like, ghost powers. Yeah, at the end of the movie, she, like, I don't know. What happened? What What was that? She all of a sudden became, like, a video game character. Yeah. Like, started, like, mashing A and jumping between areas. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? She, like, so they get out of the basement where they are, where all the fucking vats are, and vats full of clay, and she climbs up these, the like, this, out of the hole, out to the outside, and Edith is, like, w- w- like running around, like, kind of, like, oh, my God, trying not to get murdered, and she's, like, here's a noise clanking, your fucking noises, people. Don't go towards the noise. Yeah, why is that the automatic thing? Like, you have, this person's in a basically wide open area. I'm gonna and this and the sister has a giant cleaver. Don't go to the smaller area where the cleaver is easier to get you on. Right. Um. And I just remembered something. I didn't even put this in my notes. I was even more upset. Um. Did you see the sister had the knife first? You know, and she was like attacking. Yeah. In the elevator, and she like knocked the knife out, and the knife uh-huh. fell into the elevator. She left that fucking knife in the elevator. She just left it. And the reason I'm upset about that is she could have thrown that knife. There's there's like nine times I wrote stab her in the face. Yeah, she really screwed up. <laughs> stab She's her a, in the face. Edith, my friend Edith, you need more personal training on defending yourself because if you're in a city, Edith, you're not gonna make it very long. Let me tell you. Not even that. Well. Caleb thinks that he's going to get murdered every I do. I seconds. feel like I'm going to get murdered every time I walk outside. We're both from a small town, and we live in a big city. I am not afraid of being murdered. Caleb is going I'm to be murdered. <laughs> I, I am going like, to die. Not The possibility is happening. <laughs> like, it's going to happen, because your worst fears always happen. Isn't that true? It's true. <laughs> but uh, there's multiple points in this movie where... Somebody could have stabbed the sister in the face, and it would have been done. When the doctor gets stabbed in the armpit, he's like, my armpit. <laughs> like, pull the fucking knife out like you did, and instead of falling, like, dropping it on the ground and, like, laying outside, 
Go up the stairs and stab the bitch in the face. Major plot hole in that exact scenario. Um, she stabbed him in the armpit. And she's like, oh, my, it's stabbed in the armpit. Well, I would have, like, strangled her from that point with my good arm. Um, that is, like, a huge major plot hole. Tell me That about is a huge, that's a major artery in there. My dad, when he was young, got shot by a revolver in that, uh, in the well, armpit. Did it hit that artery? Yes. Um. How do you know? Because he bled out everywhere and couldn't move his arm. Dude, maybe they just hit a vein or something. He would have died. In the time it took to get the doctor out of that house and that he was only clutching his stomach where he was bleeding, he would have died. Maybe he had pressure on his arm like this. Dog, we're, I'm assuming they didn't hit the artery. She's not precisionist. You know how big that knife was? Uh, big enough to miss that artery. <laughs> I'm assuming they missed the artery because he would have died. Like that, There would have been way worse blood shooting out. Uh, it's a pretty, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure he should have died. I'm just saying, I'm going to go with they missed the artery. Okay. Okay. But then later Loki's like, if I don't stab you, she will. And she'll kill you to death. And he's like. I really like that. That was a cool little twist. Kind of show that Loki wasn't a complete douche. Yeah. Even though you kind of already knew that he was like turning towards being friends with like everyone. <laughs> you know? The Rainbow Clan? I guess. But, so Whatever. The doctor missed an opportunity to literally just strangle her or smash her skull in or something crazy because his stupid little arm was bleeding. Never been stabbed before. Maybe it would hurt a lot. Maybe I wouldn't be able to kill somebody. But I have a feeling that if I got stabbed by somebody and I wasn't dead instantly, I'd want to, like, kill them instantly. Right. Instead of crying on the floor. But then again, we don't know because I don't think we... But I've never been stabbed. Exactly. I'll, if you've been stabbed and message us, let us know if you, want, if you were, had the strength to stab somebody back. <laughs> And let me know if he got out of jail yet. <laughs> oh God! Okay, addresses. Just kidding. <laughs> the the major the major thing in this movie um, was that she was being poisoned, and every person before her was poisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like the normal thing. So Edith finds this out that the tea is the poison. Which oh surprise, motherfucker! Like I didn't see that coming. Um, but after she finds this out, like two minutes after, <laughs> like they tell her. She eats the freaking porridge or whatever it was that the sister gives her. Like, why would you ever eat anything she would make ever again? <laughs> and as she's being fed the porridge, like, I was like, I don't think it's poisoned. I totally thought it was poisoned Caleb, anyway. Because I was like, there's no fucking way that they would double poison I, dog. Come on. But Caleb knew. He knew in his heart that this bitch was cray. This bitch is cray. So I said to myself, though. She's scraping a goddamn spoon across the yeah. bowl. I would not eat the porridge based off that insanity. And the whole time she's talking about, I took care of mother in this bed. That was creepy. I cleaned her. I washed her. I combed her hair. Father broke her leg. <laughs> like, don't you feed me and tell me this nonsense. You're definitely poisoning me this tea. And you're telling me about how you killed your mom. Um, Did you catch why they killed the mom? Uh, no, I don't remember. Uh, I I didn't catch this the first time around because it was very subtle. The mom found uh, the brother and the sister oh. like committing incest. Yeah, I already knew that. I didn't catch that, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, why the incest?" There's so much of it in this movie. There's... They don't show it, but they're like, it's... it's not even good incest. <laughs> it's not the incest the you want to watch. Well, nobody does, but that bitch is crazy. Like, like I don't understand why Loki is like even there. I don't know, like. I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. My sister, Sarah, if you're listening to this, if you were that crazy, I'd be like, goodbye, and <laughs> chuck up the deuces. Because I ain't got time for nonsense. 
Okay, I don't care if our mom was a psychopath lady that left us in the attic and there's models in our house. I don't take shit from nobody, dog. Number one in the biz. Number one in the biz. <laughs> Can we talk about how many... Okay, let's talk about the symbolism about yes, butterflies. There was so much symbolism in this movie. We're doing the butterflies. Okay, butterflies first. Do you notice when she had her uh, bonnet with like the face thing? What is it called when they have that... Uh, Whatever. It's like that lace over the face, you know? Lace over the face. Well, the bonnet had that lace, and it had a little butterfly, like, right here. Yep. Okay, so it's like, butterflies are going to mean something, I bet. Then later, the sister is, like, cutting a cocoon off a tree, like a psychopath. It's like, it's going to be a butterfly. And then there's a bunch of dead butterflies on the ground. Yep. And the sister's, like, holding the butterfly up to the to Edith's face, right where that butterfly piece was. was. like, here, feel the... Feel this dying butterfly. <laughs> Basically comparing Edith to a butterfly. Yep. And then, so then Edith goes, what kind of bugs do you have at your house? Which is an insane question. Because we don't have butterflies. We have moths. moths. <laughs> Black moths. And then Edith asks another crazy ass question. What do they feed on? <laughs> like, who says, what do they feed on, dog? And she goes, butterflies. So how many... Okay, there's no butterflies at this place, but the moths eat butterflies? I don't know. Whatever. So the symbolism is that the sister's a moth and Edith is a butterfly. Right. Um. Also, along with that, butterfly was continuous throughout the movie. Uh, it's hidden throughout it. You can see it. Um, there's wallpaper in the um, at her whatever hall. I was assuming those are moths. But nope, they're butterfly butterflies. I, I watched Nobody a little thing on it from Nobody the director. Nobody has moth wallpaper. No, why would you do that? Um, the director like, showed some areas where there was like butterflies, and that was one of the main ones, was there's butterflies in the hall. And then, yeah, when the sister's cutting the hair off Edith and there's a butterfly. There's there's butterfly the in the yep the jar same kind of butterfly that was in America which is odd because you know like different fucking countries but you know what butterflies just it go where the wind takes them you know butterflies don't give a fuck you just do it you just do the damn thing just do the damn thing maybe oh but maybe it was that cocoon no yeah because that would make sense it's lots of months later probably based off of my knowledge the movie is only three days long so it could have been the cocoon I mean it seemed like that it seemed like somehow they were really good at teleporting places. Okay, let's talk about when they got engaged. Okay? Yeah, what the... So, Tom Hiddleston, Loki, yeah. whatever his name is in this movie, is like, Edith, I love you more than I love grapes. And then, so then... Then she finds out ten seconds later that her dad's head was bashed in. When And then the next scene is... Married. Uh, yeah, at the, <laughs> at the funeral with the ring on. What a great marriage ceremony. Well, even if they got engaged, like, when did they get engaged? Before the funeral? Before they found out about... Especially back then, the funeral happened pretty damn close to the death because they wanted to hide the body. Like, there's the body's not sitting around, you know? The body's getting buried. So, like, it must have been... It's a two-day max, like, period in between. Yeah. So, like, you find out your dad's dead. Well, shit, he's dead. I'm gonna go get married now. Like, why is that... Why is that a thing? Yeah. Like, did he propose to her when he was the... Is that why they're so happy? <laughs> in the body? Like, at the room? No, before they find out. See, that's the only time I can find logical sense of when he proposed her is right before they found out the dad was dead. And then that would just ruin your whole day. Right, yeah. I mean, it would just ruin that day. That was shitty. Whatever. So then they go find out the dad's dead. Then they go to the funeral, and then she's got this crazy-ass red ring. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Then she's um, in Europe next. Right. Ten seconds later. So... She just moved to the Europe instantly? I don't understand the 1800s. 
Yeah, no, none of that really made sense to me. Um, especially because there was, they said there was some space in between, like, uh, them moving because she said, like, we slept in different cabins on the way up here. Like, she said that to the sister. Well, that makes sense because they're on a boat for how many ever days. Right, yeah. But I was just like, you make it seem like there was no break in between any of this. It just seems like there's nothing. Like, literally just packed up and left. Yeah. Well, then Brad I don't even Pitt remember, but wasn't goes, she wearing the same clothing, too? I don't think she was wearing the same clothes. I'm pretty sure she was. From when she left the funeral to... Not the funeral, no. Home. No, like the... the. Never mind, forget it. What part... No, tell me what part So, like, the about. part where they, like, find the dad's dead. Yeah. That dress looked like the same dress that she showed up in. In Europe? Yeah. Well, I bet she has, like, a limited wardrobe. <laughs> like, she might probably wear more than one piece of clothing. I doubt that. You think she was, This is an anime. Everybody wears the same clothing over and over again. She, but she probably doesn't have, like, three months. Or, I don't know how long it takes. I don't know how long it takes to get to Europe. <laughs> so I'm, let's just say it takes five days. No, I, I, I bet at she least. got five dresses, dog. Because the only distance I know from Europe to America is when we had the boats with the sails. Because I played Assassin's Creed. So how many long days did it take? It was, like, a month and a half. So let's say steam power makes it half that time. Okay. It's still, like. Two weeks of clothing. Yeah, and death. Because, you know, death of boating across. I feel like there's less deaths. When was the Titanic? Wasn't it around the same area? Because their clothing is the same. Guys, and they we're have not a- experts of boats. We're not experts of <laughs> fucking continental travel. <laughs> we just know movies, kind of. We can't do movies with boats anymore, because the boats, like, really trip us up. If the boat has any sort of time... See... He needed to put time frames in. Yes, that that screwed the whole movie up for me. I was so frustrated. I don't know when things are happening. Because all this information, whatever. Whatever, dog. Whatever, Ombre. Let me look at my notes. Okay. I think I have better things. Oh, oh no, let's no. talk about wait, the part. Okay, wait, we're gonna, so the house is shitty. Yes. The basement is like a mine where all the clay is. Yes. And the clay is red. Yes. And that's why it's called Crimson Peak, because the clay bleeds up through the ground, and yeah. the snow turns red. Yeah. And then the then Edith's like, oh my god, Crimson Peak? My da, mom da, told da. me about that. <laughs> and then Tom Loki, Tom Lokison was like, yeah, dog, it's called Crimson Peak, because he ain't out no fucks know about the ghosts. Yeah, he didn't see the ghosts, because nobody can. But anyway, so in the basement, there's like six vats, six or eight vats, or whatever. Six vats, and there were five dead people. So there's five dead people, six vats. Or was it four? It was five, I think. And the vats are full of clay. So this is where we're going to argue because... Yes. I have some major, like, points on this well, one. Well, you can Because go I want to prove you wrong. Um, so when Edith goes downstairs, she takes his, like, piece of rebar and she, like, shoves it in the clay and, like, moves it around. I understand what you were saying earlier, but you'll say whatever. Um, so she was moving it around and she's like, oh, there's nothing here. And she, like, walked off and left. And then the body floated up. Um, and Mike was saying, like, but it made noises. And no, it didn't. Um, in the movie, if you listen, there was no ghost noises. There were only an orchestra noise. Um, there was no movement from it. It floated up. Um, and also it was, uh, the exact same ghost that was earlier. Uh, but I think cause what the reason why the ghosts are red and why, um, they look like that is that's how their body currently looks, uh, as it is in the clay downstairs. Well, that doesn't make sense for that because the sister wasn't buried when the ghost showed up, so she wouldn't be covered in dirt. No, but, like, they were dripping. The ghosts were dripping. 
dog. I'm telling you this. Okay, here's my point. Okay, bring it. Maybe, it, okay, I can get behind if that wasn't her making the noises. But clay, a skeleton is not lighter than clay. Like, okay, it's not yeah, going to float up. The floating didn't make sense, but it didn't make anything that would, I didn't see anything that would make me think it was a ghost. And its hands came out of them. No, it did not. Yes, it did. I did not see the it, hands move. They come out of the, the skeleton's coming out of the ground. Its head is like contorted to the side. Its mouth is open. Yep. And its hands are coming up like this because you can clearly see that it's missing its ring finger. Why would the hands come out of the, out of the clay farther than the rest of the skeleton? Just so we could see the ring finger was missing. On both hands? It was missing on both hands? No, it's hand. Both hands came out. No, that was just like, I. So you're I, telling me that they, the skeleton, decided that it was gonna be propped up a certain way. Yes. And only because and, and it was rattling the cage. Okay, so that, that she would go that, over there. That is true, but and that could have been any ghost. That why would any ghost no, no, rattle no, no, that cage? That's not what I meant. That could have been that ghost of that body that she wanted her to open that, to see the body, but she didn't see the body, so. It was way less subtle in any other time. Any other time that same ghost is trying to get her attention, it's like screaming at her or like doing crazy as shit. So it's like, oh, you're right next to my body. Here's my fucking body. I mean, it, I see your point. Then she sticks that stick in there. Yeah. That metal beam. Yep. Swirling it around. It's pretty small, though. Swirling it around is not going to make the skeleton pop up. Okay. And why would it come up and, after? And in normal life, it wouldn't float up even. This is a not normal life scenario. Dog, I'm saying it's the ghost. Okay. Well, I still think it's the body. Because it comes out. It waits until after she she leaves. Like, if she stirred it up, and let's say the stirring it up would make it, like, agitated and make the skeleton rise. Then why did it wait till she left to come up? And then why was it contorted? I mean... And why is it a full body? It's, it's like... It's a skeleton. It wouldn't be connected all together. What's holding it together, Caleb? You never know, man. <laughs> Nothing. It's just a pile of bones. It had to be the ghost. I mean, you can... If you see the movie, you can write in. You say, can definitely tell, tell us what you think. Tell me if it's the ghost. The ghost or tell the body. Tell me it's just a skeleton, okay? Yep. Definitely. Uh... Ten points for me if it's a ghost. Ten points for Caleb if it's a skeleton. So far, we're at a zero-zero score. One hundred points for both of us if it's a ghost skeleton. Oh my god! If the skeleton is a ghost. Whoa! That's crazy. <laughs> um, I wanted to say this earlier, but I was—you were saying uh, your little thing um, earlier in the movie because I didn't know what the movie entirely was about. Um, I didn't watch any of the trailers beforehand. Oh, you didn't uh, go on YouTube? No. Because that's all you had to watch for the last two months. <laughs> Anyways, um, so when the <laughs> The sister, like, when they're standing there at the tree, the butterflies, before, like, anything happens, the the brother, um, was it, yeah, I almost said Edward because of what he said earlier. His name <laughs> is Edward Sharp. Isn't it Joseph or whatever? Loki. Lo- oh, sure, Loki. Loki goes, um, I need to borrow the ring. And she's like, okay, okay. give it back. <laughs> I, I, I earned it. And I was like, oh, my God, are they, like, witches? This is, like, a super, I thought it was, like, a supernatural power with this ring. That's what I was expecting. 
like they were gonna be like, and we conjure up ghosts or some shit like that. That's what I was expecting. Well, that was their point. They were trying to make it seem like that ring was something, but then you it, find it didn't out. It didn't mean shit. The ring didn't mean shit. Well, she earned it because it was her mom's ring, and she killed the and mom. She killed to get the mom. It. I got that, but like it, the ring really didn't mean. But that I wrote much. my notes like she earned it, as in like I was like, what the fuck did you mean she earned it? She but murdered the like, shit oh, yeah, out of her mom. Uh, that's how. But yeah, the ring just symbolized that like the sister wanted it. I don't know. Like, she's the head of the household or something. Sister's bullshit. a creepy-ass bitch. That's what... It don't make no sense. It was a crazy, scary-ass ring. If somebody bought me that, I'd be like, go away, dum-dum. Yeah, no, it's weird. Okay. Um, I have a little segment that I want to talk about that probably all have a recurring theme in every movie um, that we watch. It's called the fuck meter It's the amount of times the word fuck is said in a movie. And the only reason I was interested in that is I was actually really surprised and I'd say happy um, that the use of fuck was not that often in this movie and it's nice when movies don't have to use that um, to see that they're actually going to come up with their own words because fuck's such an easy word to use yeah I said it like 30 times already <laughs> right I said it like four times right there um, so the amount of times fuck was said was a solid number of one uh, just referring to when the sister uh, <laughs> talked to Edith about her brother um, I forget, if we have a clip, we None can of the play. other brides fucked him. Yeah, if we have the clip. We can play that right there because I love that. That's a, that's what she said. She, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a clip. We don't have a clip. Not, the movie ain't out, so when are we gonna get that clip? I mean, I could just go and illegally record it quickly. Listen here, we don't. We are solid people. We don't use illegal tactics. Don't do Don't Snapchat. Don't do illegal drugs. Don't download oh, cars. Oh, on on a point on something that has nothing to do with the movie. The intro to the like the commercials before the movie started. This, <laughs> the movie theater had this thing where we took a selfie, um, and sent it to this hashtag or whatever. You could get a free movie. And then Mike made the point like they're promoting people using their phones after just telling us to turn it off. <laughs> Like, what? All right, so the whole... And Crimson Peak gets one point knocked off of the review because of that trailer. Yes. so true. It's at, like, what would you, from a 1 to a 10, what would you rate this movie? I, uh, I like a 7. 7? Okay. It's If you like Guillermo del Toro, then it's, like, every movie he's ever done. It's not, like, a... It's not scary, and it's not really that big of a... It has a pretty decent story, but, like... Caleb was going to say probably is predictable. Yeah, that really pissed there's me very off. Little, there's a little bit that's not, but otherwise, it's just okay. But it's not a bad movie in any sense. And, like, yeah. obviously we saw it twice. So, like, it's it was fun both times. Yeah. So um, I'd give it, like, a probably a 6 or a 7. Um, the first time, if I would have just done the review without watching it the second time, I probably would have gave it, like, a 3 or a 4. Um, because I was really upset how predictable it was. But when I came back, um, it's fun to watch more than one time because there's other things that you'll catch um, that you wouldn't have catched if you didn't see it the first time. Also, um, one point I'd like to make that changed the score for me was something that Mike pointed out. If you stay through the credits um, and watch one of the uh, ending to the first part of the credits, uh, there's a book that closes and it says Crimson Peak by Edith, uh, what's her name? Sharp. No, Sharp's not her name. She didn't keep it as Sharp? No. Um, Coulter? Yeah, it's like Coulter or something like that. Cushing. Cushing. Edith Cushing. Um, so it was like saying the book was the movie, um, mm-hmm. which was super cool, and I liked that about that. <laughs> okay, now that we've reviewed it, though, one more point I wanted to make and I forgot all about. The kissing at the beginning, like, when they kissed each other at the beginning of this movie, was the worst movie kissing I've ever seen in my life. 
when uh, Edith Loki and, uh, and Edith. Loki? Yeah. When they're like, they're like, right before they find out the dad dies, it's the worst movie kissing I've ever seen. It was just super not like. It was gross. It was odd. I didn't know because I like honestly don't. I honestly don't watch many movies where people kiss, and I can honestly say that most of my horror movies I watch are people just blowing up and dying. Um, I watch horror movies. That's mainly all I watch. Um, so I didn't know how to feel about that, but I was like, something seems a little off it was here. Ba- they were. It was just bad kissing. <laughs> yeah. I, it. They just didn't seem to have the chemistry in that moment. Yeah. It really tore me out of the mood. There, I was just like, yeah. Oh, this is super raw, like, gross. And also just seeing him as another character, it's hard after being, like, a huge fan of the Avengers. Just seeing him being, like... A bad kisser. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing him be a bad kisser, like... I, I like him God. too much to see him as a bad kisser. <laughs> no, but that really bothered me. I was just like, yeah. this... There's, like, parts of this movie where, like, skulls are getting bashed in, and I'm like, this kiss scene is gross. <laughs> that was worse than the actual, like, gory part. All right, so now we're coming to the last part of our podcast. The part we, that matters. The reason why our name is our name, we talk about what part of the movie you would burn, the scenario where you'd burn it down and leave. Um, so, Mike, if you'd like to go so, first with yours. So this is a horror movie. Yep. Would it, would it have been better if they burnt it down and, and left? left? Yes, and at what point and what the effects would be of that happening? I think, I don't think that burning it down and leaving would have made it better. <laughs> and this is why. That fucking sister, but it's not ghosts. So, like, the sister would have followed him anyway, and the same thing would have happened, basically. It would have been, uh, if you've seen The Shining, it would have been one of those moments where it's the crazy guys chasing after this person out in the snow, and somebody ends up freezing to death. Like, that's what would have happened. And they would all froze to death because the house would be on fire. <laughs> yep. Um, the point where she found this out and she would have been able to leave, she was screwed already. Because it was a huge storm. Like, there was no leaving at this yeah, point. Yeah, she could never really leave. Yeah. So And burning it down and leaving, then you're just going to be cold, dog. Yeah. I mean, you could stand in front of the burning house. I mean, the house is bleeding live, like water and shit, but like... Yeah. I think I it's think funny that our first, the first one we talk about and our podcast is burn it down and leave. You can't actually burn it down and leave. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can burn it down and leave, but like, it wouldn't be beneficial. You're screwed, pretty much. Like, I mean, they probably could. I they could have burned it down and left. They should have burned it down and left. Yeah, if they had, they wanted to burn it down and leave, but then the sister wouldn't let him. So they're like, because he's like. Loki's like, we can just, uh... He literally said that, didn't he? Place. He said we could burn the house and leave. I don't think he said burn it down. He said we could just tear down the house, but... Th- he wanted to burn it down and leave. Start over. Yeah. And so she's she was like, like, you don't want to do that? And then stabbed him And then, like, him in the stabbed face. him, yeah, in the, in the eye, which was uh, lovely. So, yeah. I say no burning down and leave, because that's when you get stabbed. Yep. What is your take on it, Doc? Um, I was pretty much even with you on that. Um... I think when the doctor came and, like, started bringing Edith out, if they would have started the house on fire, there would have been a lot of... Of course, this would not make good movie plot. But, um, like, if they started the house on, like, right when they were leaving, there would be enough enough distraction and catastrophe that maybe they'd have the chance to leave, um, an opportunity to leave because the house is on fire. Um, also, if they would have made a wall of fire. Like, there's no way that, that they would have been able to come after them because they were in separate parts of the house at that point um, before they walked, like, over, you know? I think that would have helped them leave at that point. 
But there's no other point where Edith could have done anything, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, yeah, just burning it down just be a bad life choice. Probably. Yeah, really, seriously. Unless yeah. you were really cold. I thought for sure the house was going to light on fire when she was like, if you're here, grab my hand. And in the <laughs> middle of the movie? Yeah, and the, I thought it was. and Because the ghost grabbed her hand and she like fell on the floor. I'm like, oh, the candles! But they went but out. Listen here, the ghost doesn't know how to do a proper European waltz, so the <laughs> candles burnt out. It's clearly, clearly, clearly not, not the right partner. Clearly that was the ghost from Italy. That was the oh no, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say the ghost of somebody, but it wasn't Kevin Bacon's ghost. No, no, it wasn't Kevin Bacon. That was yeah. that. All right, I'm Caleb Truex. I'm Mike Allison. And this was Burn It Down and Leave. Bye. Goodbye.